Hey, what's up everyone? This is Drew and I want to welcome you back to Learn How to See Better. It's the only podcast out there that'll actually improve your vision the longer you listen. And uh, I am today just taking in a little bit of Mother Nature once again. I think the last time you heard from me, I was out at sea uh, enjoying some unique experiences uh, in the middle of the Caribbean. And uh, that was just a great experience. And I'm as great as I am um, enjoying what that experience has done for me lately, uh, just in giving me a, a great way to set my vision and my perspective for 2020. Uh, I'm very glad to be back home here in Phoenix, Arizona, where uh, believe it or not, I was actually pretty surprised. You know, you're out on the beaches, <laughs> you know, in the first week of January, and you're in tank top and swim trunks, and you're, you know, you're sweating. You're in, you're in very tropical weather, and that's a big shift. You know, wintertime going into uh, kind of like the middle of summer is what it felt like. And then even living in Phoenix, you know, sunshine, sunny weather is what we're known for here uh, out in the southwest U.S., uh, but it's been pretty cold. It's been really chilly, as a matter of fact, um, you know, these last few days. So it's an adjustment, right? You go from being in a tank top and swimming trunks to being in, you know, a hoodie and a thick jacket and just trying to keep warm. And the funny thing about that is that's, that's a big shift from a, a Mother Nature standpoint, right? It's a big shift from how you feel. You go from, uh, you know, <laughs> being out in the fun of the sun to, you know, dark days and, and uh, dreary weather. You know, it's been a little chilly in, in Phoenix, you know, dipping down even into the uh, low 30s, uh, mid 30s, high 30s, <laughs> below 40s, the point I'm trying to make. But went from summer right back to winter and... If you're listening to the audio closely, what you might hear midday here in Phoenix on a Sunday afternoon is the sounds of birds chirping. Birds chirping like it's the start of spring. It's the first sign of spring. And you start to realize, wow, as early as, you know, late January, there's signs of spring all around us. Granted, you know, the trees that have lost their leaves, (laughs) those leaves are still gone. They're not coming quite, they're not coming back quite yet. Here in Phoenix, the few trees that we do see, you know, a lot of them actually do still keep their, their leaves year-round because they're, they're obviously pretty diverse to be able to handle, you know, 115 plus in the summer and then, you know, a lot cooler in the, uh, in the wintertime. But the point I want to make is there's signs of spring all around us. Aside from just the birds chirping in the background, maybe a little bit of noise from a plane flying overhead or a, or a uh, you know, a gardener doing some work on their yard, right? Starting to prune up and, and get ready for the spring. One of the things that you'll notice is the signs of spring start to show up very early and they can give us clues. You know, one case in point I'll, I'll, I'll take you through is the fact that I always used to consider myself a night owl, right? Um, you know, I'd say from a work schedule, I'm most productive from 10 to 3 and 10 to 3. <laughs> Meaning, you know, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. as well as 10 p.m. to 3 a.m. And in the last few years, I've, I would say I've shifted that quite a bit. Um, I'm a lot more of an early riser, rise with the sun, beat the sun up type individual. But uh, one thing I could definitely get a feel for was uh, the change of the seasons, particularly that, you know, that October, November, December, January time frame. Just that window where the days are getting a lot shorter rapidly. Um, and as the weather dropped, you know, how much more challenging it would seem to get up, you know, when 5 a.m. is just pitch black and going to be for, you know, a couple of hours. 
and I felt that lull, and it was almost like a part of the season, almost almost symbolically. In some cases, it, it signifies you know making sure you get ample rest um, because those days are shorter, and just getting in tune with nature. And what that kind of tells me is based on that experience is now that we're seeing those first signs of spring, we can already see it since you know Christmas. The days are a little bit longer now. Uh, the sun's rising just a smidge earlier. You know, it's a little bit warmer by 8 a.m. when the sun's out than, you know, still just being chilly. And I think what that starts to tell us is from a very early stage, even though we're not even to Groundhog's Day yet, there are signs of spring, signs of the seasons changing, and how our routines can really be in alignment with, with nature as, as the weather starts to rotate. And, you know, while in one instance, you know, it just seemed like a couple of months ago, the boys were getting started with soccer practice and it's like, gosh, it's chilly out. It's really breezy. You know, you're standing out there rooting them on, but you're not exactly out there running with them <laughs> because you're just trying to get through the hour practice and then, you know, on to the next you know, family activity that you maybe got planned that day or whatever the case may be. And, uh, you know, today I just had a nice time as, you know, I went out there kind of bundled up because it was chilly to start the day. But then before you know it, we're running around and playing and interacting with the kids and just feeling young again. And, and, and that's such a beautiful thing because, you know, by the time we get to July, it'll be 115 here, um, you know, in the summertime and 100 degrees literally by 8 a.m. Um, so even at 8 a.m., you're not necessarily looking to run around outside. Most of your outdoor exercise gets done closer to uh, 6 a.m., right? Um, you know, so as I talk about the signs of spring, just being able to Make sure that you get the most out of uh, the transition of the seasons, starting to incorporate just some basic healthy habits, right? Uh, you know, being able to take a walk around the block, uh, you know, get some fresh new vegetables in your system that are in season, little things like that that we can start to enhance uh, our world as, uh, as the natural rotation of the, the earth around the sun takes place. And just using those little clues and cues like the sun rising 30 minutes earlier than it did, you know, a month or two ago, um, how that can actually help you, uh, you know, maybe build a new routine. If, if you're looking to uh, find clues to, to get up a little earlier in the morning, maybe you're just starting to, to align your biorhythms and saying, well, maybe even if I'm not up out of bed just yet, Maybe you've got that window cracked a little bit or, or the blind set in such a way that you can use some of that morning sunlight and some of that energy just to get you going. Uh, because you, before you know it, we are going to be mid-year. And I think one of the things about January is it can tell us a lot about uh, the, the momentum and the trajectory of our year. So whether you're a goal-oriented person or you're more along the lines of just setting some New Year's resolutions, I think that having that 2020 vision in 2020 is, is critical to have those checkpoints along the way, right? It's a month since Christmas passed. It's three weeks since New Year's. So a lot of what your experience has been in January 2020 is just feedback. You know, are you experiencing positive things in your life? Are you experiencing negative things? Are you experiencing more of the gore from before, you know? Or are you uh, looking at greater, greater days ahead? And has the year started to show you even three weeks worth of the compound effect of uh, differences in judgment and decision-making that you might be making in any area of your life that's quote-unquote improved? By now, you should be seeing, you know, the first microscopic speck of effect that that's having on you. And it's one of those things where even if you're not quite getting the vibe and the feeling and the results you'd hope for, if you're, if you're bold and courageous enough to be traveling down a new path or starting a new journey or a new chapter in your life right now, 
what you at least have to have the, the you know, kind of the, you know, the maturity and the emotional um, fortitude to be able to handle is this is just feedback, right? If you are out to read a book a month and you haven't picked up that first book yet, it's just feedback. Doesn't mean that you can't accomplish reading a dozen books in a year. It just means that you haven't started yet and it's nothing to get all bummed out about or if you've been to the gym three times but not 10 times, okay, it's just feedback. It doesn't mean that you're not gonna hit some of your goals for the year. So it's, it goes back to one of the first things I heard about in my personal development journey when it talks about uh, when you're told about measuring progress, right? You know, one of the things you'll hear is people are quick to say, all right, you know, in a month's time, I'll be able to do X, Y, and Z, right? Um, they overestimate what they could get done in 30 days, but they underestimate what they could get done in 365 days. And I think there's, there's a blessing and a curse in that because I think a whole lot can be accomplished in just 30 days, in just three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, six weeks time, right? As far as building the momentum that can really uh, compound and catapult you to the next level when you're looking a year out. But at the same time, I think from a, from a psychology perspective, um, there's some things that maybe culturally um, or as a society that we may be putting too much pressure on ourselves, right? If you're trying to, you know, make a million dollars in a year, um, you know, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that goal. But if you aren't, you know, 25% of the way or even 10% of the way in a month, right? You might just think it's, it's a lost cause and, you know, you stumbled out of the gates and you don't have a chance to even possibly, you know, reach that goal. Maybe it's something totally different. Maybe it's being able to run a, 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 a six minute mile, a seven minute mile, an eight minute mile, right? If your first lap's a little slow, it doesn't mean you're just completely doomed because you're not exactly, you know, one fourth of the proportion there. If you're trying to run an eight minute mile and you finish your, your first lap at two and a half minutes, I mean, yeah, okay statistically speaking, the odds might not be stacked in your favor to make that eight minute mile, but it doesn't mean you're doomed. It's just feedback on what your pace is, right? Can your pace be adjusted the second lap, the third lap, the fourth lap, right? All you got to do is shave 10 seconds off of each of those three laps and you're right back on track for an eight minute mile. I think I did the math right. <laughs> Fact checkers out there, check me on this one, right? So you run a two and a half minute mile, or sorry, two and a half minute lap, and then you say, gosh, I'm, I'm behind my pace of two minutes per lap, four laps, one mile, eight minutes. Well, you're 30 seconds behind. But if you run three laps at a minute, 50 seconds, guess what? You're right back on track to hit that, that eight minute mile because you, you've kind of picked up the slack by just an incremental improvement over those next few laps. So, you know, it's just a mental shift in how we focus on the facts and the feedback that really plays a big role in what the outcome is gonna be as we continue to build that momentum. And we have to give ourselves a fair chance and understand the nature of the changing seasons. And mother nature moves at her pace, right? And so does the uh, effect of progress. Progress is a natural thing. If you're doing push-ups every day and sit-ups every day, you don't just do a thousand push-ups in a day and then you're just super swole, right? Guys, fellas, you know, the shoulders and arms and the pecs don't, you know, just one killer workout. You could stand there for 10 hours. You're gonna see a lot more positive impact with 10 one-hour workouts. So, you know, maybe you can't see it yet, 
but the seeds of growth have been planted. The muscular process of hypertrophy and, and, and muscular growth and development will have started after a you know, short amount of consistent work. So it's just being fair and giving yourself a fair shot uh, understanding how you can still really take the bull by the horns with the year, even if you stumble out of the gates and recognize that some of the simple hacks in life to, um, you know, building upon the momentum that you've already generated, even if you're not like saying it's good enough or really feel like you're where you need to be, is just knowing that the change of the seasons can be used to your advantage, right? There's still just 24 hours in a day, but how you, can you feel like it's a little bit more time in the day? Well, you could get up a little bit earlier. You know, one of the things that, that you know, I've always struggled with is, you know, I kind of self-identified myself as a, as a night owl once upon a time. And because, you know, the mind is active, it doesn't necessarily want to sleep. And, you know, one of the things you have to do to, to be able to outwit you know, that, that devil of just the kind of a late night doidling is, you know, to be very conscious about what you're trying to accomplish in a specific day. And if you're able to, you know, burn the midnight oil and get some of those important things done that you haven't managed to knock down or knock out through the course of the day, then sure, then use those late night hours to, to square that up. And you'll probably go to bed feeling a lot more restful about uh, your accomplishments. However, if you find that you're just you know, up late changing channels, watching TV, web surfing, um, and you find that you're not getting yourself done, that could be a great part of the day to rob from, to steal from, right? Steal from those quadrant four activities that don't have a lot of importance or urgency. Borrow from that and invest it into some more sleep hours and consider the possibility of using, um, using the sun as your alarm clock. Consider the possibility of setting your alarm clock 30 minutes earlier because you know what it's not pitch black anymore <laughs> you know there's a little bit of there's a little bit of dawn coming into the mix right and so those can be some simple little hacks if you're not particularly a morning riser or you're looking to get a squeezed few minutes extra out of uh, your work day or even your weekend right um, just use the slight little bit of a life hack that naturally occurs with the days getting slightly longer already that's part of one of the, the psychological focuses on the facts. It's like, hey, you actually have more time if you have more daylight, kind of, sort of, right? So use that to your advantage. Your day starts earlier now. Your day will be starting a little bit earlier each and every day for the next five months, practically. So use that as an advantage to help you ease into starting your day a little bit earlier, right? And that's going to help you on the back end, getting up a little bit earlier, a little bit earlier, a little bit earlier. Chances are, at the end of the day, you're not going to have that excess, uh, you know, uh, energy for idle tasks like piddling around, you know, web surfing. If, if you have uh, more intentional things going on in your world right now that you're trying to make progress on. So I thought I'd share these tips. Um, just, you know, a compilation of some of my experiences that I've gone through with getting up early in the morning, changing your routine, respecting Mother Nature, uh, leveraging the compound effect to your best potential. And last but not least, you know, looking at yourself through kind eyes, seeing yourself through kind eyes and understanding that it's all just feedback. It's just feedback, right? You, you, you scub on the scale, you don't see a number you see that you want to see. It's just feedback. You look in your bank account. If you don't see the number you want to see, it's just feedback, right? If you, if you call an old friend and the conversation's not going quite the way you uh, want it to, that might be just feedback, right? So we have to have the maturity to be able to self-evaluate in a fair, 
and firm way, but not so overbearing that we just, you know, mash our own head into the ground, that we just step on their own spirit of our own psyche, right? So I thought I would share that here as we wrap up January 2020. And uh, it's happening fast. Your whole world keeps spinning quick. And um, the year's already well underway. And so for all my goal setters and goal getters out there, um, you know, take this time at the end of the month to kind of evaluate how the first three and a half weeks have gone. Um, do you still have the fuel in your fire for all the ambitious, <laughs> you know, trash you were talking on January 1st about all the things you're going to do? And uh, how's that going? How's that going? We still on track? We still, you know, we still geared up and got the fight in us? Or um, do we feel like a leaky boat? Because it might be time to plug in um, to an environment, to a group of people, to a network, uh, to some sort of support structure that's going to keep, uh, keep your, you know, the fire burning bright and uh, keep it burning hot and keep you, um, you know, pushing forward towards your goals. So that's really what I wanted to do as the uh, birds chirping and the sun shining on my, on my skin uh, in just such a way gave me uh, that little extra vitamin D I needed uh, to bust out, step out into the, uh, in the backyard, take a quick moment out of my Sunday and share with you some of these signs of spring that I'm experiencing, how they're friendly reminders of all these other life changing moments and areas of growth that I've had the benefit and gratitude to get to go through. And it just goes right back into the spirit and philosophy of this podcast, being able to share that with all of you, hoping that for you or a loved one or someone that you care about, that they could take this advice, this wisdom, this perspective and apply it to their own scenario. And hopefully uh, in time, you too, or they also will be able to uh, start to learn how to see better. And that's the goal of all of this. So Thank you all for your attentiveness to this episode coming at you live from Phoenix, Arizona. I think this is episode number 105. And uh, give me your feedback on some of this info. And if this is uh, that, that category of content that you'd like to hear more about or any specific topics, we'd love to hear from you as we uh, keep cranking out this good quality content. So with that, I want to wish you all a good weekend and happy, strong finish to your January 2020. This is Drew Davis signing out. Take care.